0: good morning, Davis, California. This is uh, KDRT 95.7 in Davis, California, where the grassroots grow, and we have another episode of our uh, techno show here from UC Davis, and it's going to be a uh, live radio theater today.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, we are the Zoomers, and we have a little play for you called somewhere in suburban America. We hope you enjoy it. <sighs> on a Thursday morning outside of a three-story suburban house with a for sale sign posted in the front yard, two real estate agents, Martha and Laura, are standing on either side of the sign, hands placed awkwardly around it. Martha is smiling way too wide and uncomfortably shifting around, but trying to act cool. Martha staring at the imaginary camera.
2: Hi, Hi. welcome to our house. Why do you always, who are you talking to?
1: Martha continues to stare into the camera with a broad smile.
3: I'm just preparing for our clients.
2: Yeah, but can you not? Because I have to stand here with you for like a couple hours a day and it's just like starting to get weird.
1: Martha turns to face the camera again. Laura points at Martha, accusingly.
2: There, see, that thing you do where you pretend that there's cameras around and you're on a reality show or something?
1: Martha turns to Laura severely. She's suddenly furious.
2: Quit pissing me off, Laura. I'm not the freak with the beady eyes, Martha.
1: Martha and Laura squabble as their clients, Jen and David, walk up. Martha notices and immediately turns to face them.
3: (laughs) Oh, you're too funny, Laura. Ouch.
2: Uh, No, you're too funny, Martha.
3: So you're David and Jen, I assume? How about we start by showing you around the neighborhood?
1: They walk to stand outside a white garage door.
2: So this is a neighbor's house. Everyone around here is inconceivably friendly. But we like to say that Kevin here is the friendliest.
3: Oh, he's just a fantastic guy. All around. Real down-to-earth, willing to share his milk without hesitation kind of guy.
2: Well, that's
4: great to hear. We like to think that neighbors really make or break the whole living
1: experience.
3: Yeah, neighbors with milk are great. Can we meet Kevin?
1: Martha and Laura both laugh. Laura abruptly (laughs) stops laughing (laughs) and there's a weird lingering feeling.
2: Unfortunately, Kevin is out this week on a combined train and prison spotting tour.
3: Yeah, it's his well-deserved break. Hey, let's get going so
1: we don't... The garage door slowly rises eventually revealing that it's completely empty inside, except for an untouched Lazy Boy love seat in the corner. A figure, Kevin, appears from the shadows.
2: My name's Kevin. Please let me show you my bells. Ah, oh, freak. Please endow me with the blessing of showing you my bells. Kevin, you're supposed to be on vacation. I thought that's what we arranged. I have so many bells, and I beg that you allow me to show you them all. Kevin, please.
1: Jen and David both give each other confused looks.
2: Hi,
3: you must be Kevin. I'm David, and this is my wife, Jen. We're considering moving in next
1: door. Martha, while struggling to keep calm.
3: Oh, don't mind Kevin. He's such a joker, aren't you, Kevin? <laughs> Oh, he's not supposed to be here at all. Uh, Why don't you just get back to whatever you're doing and we'll-
2: My belt will graze you with indescribable carnal delights. Oh boy, what a joker, too funny, too funny. He likes to cut it close to harassment. How do these garage door close?
1: Laura fumbles with trying to shut the garage door as Martha starts to herd Jin and David away.
3: Hey, let's check out the draining system. It's pretty spiffy, especially...
2: My pallid and weathered body would be rife with the utmost gratitude if you conferred your blessing approval on me. All I implore is that you permit me to show you my many and varied bells.
1: Laura furiously whips back around. Kevin, cut it! They move inside of a modern kitchen of the house Jen and David are trying to buy. They all stand around a clean, marble island.
3: So what exactly were you two looking for? Well, we don't want to get our hopes too high, but we're looking for two bedrooms, three baths, one solid aluminum chamber, a couple, you know, uh, an in-house doula. um, How many domes? Three or four? Yeah, four, three.
4: Three or four domes would be good. Um, maybe also within walking distance of a shrimp farm or a submarine harbor, something fun for the kids. Uh what? Uh oh haha, sorry, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Our price point is seven to eight hundred. Thousand?
1: David smashed Laura humorously while chuckling.
3: <laughs> what do you think we're rich? No.
2: Well, we can't offer you a house for only seven. So let's see the rest of the house.
1: Jen and David smiled cheerfully as Laura and Martha stared at each other perplexed.
3: OK, uh, right this way.
1: They walked through a beige carpeted hallway.
2: So this is where the murder happened.
1: They all shuffled together down to the next door.
2: This is the Frick, Kevin.
1: Kevin is standing on top of the table in the middle of a room. There's a yarn hanging from across the ceiling and a few pigeons hopping around on the floor.
3: What are you doing? Where's your sock, Kevin?
1: Kevin looks down, uncaring. He's missing a sock. Kevin shrugs. Laura turns to Jen and David, trying to act sweet and understanding.
2: He likes to do experiments.
1: Turning to Kevin while whispering angrily.
2: Listen here, you little fart. Put your sock back on, gather your yarn, and leave.
1: Kevin collects the stuff and slowly walks out the door. Everyone watches.
2: So
4: does Kevin have a key to the house?
3: Yeah, legally he's not allowed within 40 feet of this place, but that little rascal just can't keep
1: himself away.
2: Ha <laughs> ha let's keep going.
1: They continue down the hallway enter an empty solid aluminum room.
2: So here's the
3: solid aluminum room, comes standard with these houses.
1: Jen and David gaze around, ooing and aahing. They enter a living room and stand in front of a gray couch.
4: So what do you guys think about it? We're giving it some time and we'd like to place an offer.
3: Oh, wonderful. The seller's asking for 400 million, but I'm sure we can get it down to 399.99 million. Oh, we don't have that.
1: Fire spontaneously erupts from the stove and quickly consumes the entire house. Everyone turns to face the camera. Everyone's hands are on their hips, smiling like a cliché 90s sitcom.
2: Kevin!
1: Kevin pops from outside a window, shoulders up in a shrug, grinning like,
2: Yeah, that's me.
1: Freeze frame, the end. And, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to KDRT 95.7 on the FM Dow broadcast from Davis, California, where the good weed grows. And we're moving on to the next group. What do you guys have to say?
5: Hello, uh, this is Bog, and we will be presenting our radio theater uh, project uh, titled Cancun Yelp Review.
6: Tiffany and Ben are in their bedroom sitting next to each other. Tiffany is immersed in her phone as Ben is reading a book.
7: Wow, this place looks so beautiful. I can definitely take better photos than her. Right, babe? Oh, what? I said... I can take better photos than her, right, babe?
5: But I take your photos.
7: <laughs> what does that have to do with anything? Never mind. Anyways, as I was saying, we should go there and take some pictures. What do you think? We can go tomorrow.
5: Tomorrow, but I have work.
7: It's not like they care. You probably don't do much to begin with. Plus, you need to come with me. I am your girlfriend.
5: My boss won't be happy about it, but where are you trying to go?
7: Cancun. It will be so amazing. I'm going to look fabulous in my new swimsuit.
5: Ooh, maybe we could explore and appreciate the Mexican culture and cuisine.
7: Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, that's important. (laughs) What is important is how I'm going to do my hair.
5: I'm really tired. Let's just discuss this on the plane tomorrow.
6: Tiffany and Ben arrive at their hotel in Cancun. Tiffany brings three suitcases while Ben only brings a duffel bag. They exit the taxi.
7: Oh. My. God. Look, babe, this hotel is huge. It's supposed to have like the best rating on Yelp.
5: Yeah, it's super nice inside.
7: Let's head inside.
6: Hola, bienvenidos al Hotel Paradiso.
7: Yo no talk Spanish. We have a reservation here for Tiffany Smith. Do you understand me? I speak English.
6: Let me look up your name. Ah, yes, here you guys are, room
7: 302. Here are the keys. It better be spotless.
5: All right, thank you. Let's go, Tiff.
6: Tiffany and Ben find their suite.
7: They put in the keys and the door. How dare the hotel people not clean this room up? It's a complete mess. Who can even live like this?
5: It's just a handy wrapper. I could literally throw it away right now.
7: You don't know what kind of diseases it has. Ugh. and to top it all off, it's chocolate. Do you even know what that kind of thing can do to your body?
5: Um, no.
7: This is so unprofessional of them. How dare they make us sleep in this pigsty. You know what? I'm going to call hotel management because this is unacceptable.
5: It's gone. You really don't need to call them. It's just going to be a waste of time when we could just be enjoying ourselves.
7: How dare you take their side? That rapper could have killed me. I'm going to make them pay, and if they don't want to, I'm going straight to Yelp. Mm Mm-hmm. That's what I'll do.
5: Why does everything have to do with Yelp?
7: It just does, okay? Now, shut up while I call them. Tiffany calls the front desk, but there is no answer. And now they don't even pick up the phone? How hard can it be to pick up the darn phone?
5: Maybe they're busy.
7: Busy? Busy doing what exactly? Nothing? They're going to regret not picking up and leaving a mess.
5: You do you. I'm going down to the pool since it's a nice day. You want to come with?
7: How can you even think about swimming when the hotel staff is trying to kill me?
5: It wouldn't be such a bad idea,
7: What did you say, babe?
5: I'm thinking about Ikea. We need a new bed.
7: Ew, Ikea? The store for poor people?
5: Never mind, I'm leaving.
7: Ben
6: makes his way to the pool. He enjoys the beauty of the hotel and its surroundings. He finds himself at the bar and sparks up a conversation with the bartender. Can I
4: get you a drink?
5: A margarita, please.
6: Well Margarita coming right
4: up. How are you doing? Enjoying the place?
5: Yes and no. My girl and I took a spontaneous trip here.
4: And where is she now?
5: I don't know, to be honest. Probably at the front desk being a Karen and whatnot. Who's Karen? Um,
4: there's a very angry woman standing behind you.
5: Oh shit.
7: First of all, I am not a Karen. Second of all, who the, is she? I'm just a bartender. Why are you angry all the time? Because no one ever listens to me.
5: What are you talking about? I listen to you all the time.
7: I'm so angry.
5: Okay, okay. Let's, let's just head back to the room and talk about this.
7: Why do we have to go back to the room? Is everything okay? We got a couple of complaints of fighting and yelling. Complaints? I'm only speaking my mind. Does freedom of speech not exist in Mexico? Please head back to your room before I have to call security. This
6: is censorship.
5: Tiffany, let's just go to the room.
6: Ben drags Tiffany back to the room.
7: This is absolutely ridiculous. How dare they treat us this way? This is all going on Yelp.
5: Again, with Yelp.
7: Yelp is beautiful and amazing.
5: Yes, you are beautiful and amazing.
7: I said Yelp, but... I know I'm beautiful and amazing.
5: Babe, can we just enjoy the rest of our trip? No more arguing, okay?
7: (sighs) Fine. I can try. Anyways, do we still have that dinner reservation at Rosetta?
5: Yeah, it's at 8.30.
7: You're going to take pictures of me there, won't you? I'm an Instagram influencer, so I have to post pictures.
5: Uh, yeah, I'm sure your 500 followers will care what you're doing.
7: Why are you always so rude to me?
5: I'm kidding, babe, of course. I'll take pictures of you. It's my favorite thing to do.
6: Tiffany and Ben head downstairs to the restaurant. Both are seated by the window and given menus to read over. The table is romantically lit with candles
7: and rose petals. Are you guys ready to order?
5: Yes, I am. Are you, babe?
7: I've been ready for, like, five whole minutes. Sorry for the wait. What can I get for you guys tonight?
5: No worries. Can I get...
7: Yeah, I'll get a margarita pizza. Also, some water with three ice cubes. And no tap water. Only Voss. It has to be Voss.
5: And can I get a number 32 with the sauce on the side?
7: All right, sounds good. Is
4: there
6: anything else I can get you guys?
5: Nope, that will do. Thank you.
6: Tiffany and Ben wait for their food. They're actually having a nice conversation for once. The food arrives. Here's your number 32 with the sauce and the side, senor.
5: Thank you.
7: And for the lady, here is your margarita pizza. Where's my margarita? Excuse me? I ordered margarita and pizza. Where's the margarita? Oh miss, this is margarita pizza. This is false advertisement. That's it. This hotel is absolutely terrible. I'm writing a negative review on Yelp right now.
6: Tiffany pulls up Yelp on her phone. She writes that the hotel is in fact absolutely terrible and professional. She goes on to say that the hotel is trying to kill her and that the bartender tried to ruin her completely healthy and definitely not dysfunctional relationship. And let's not forget that she never received her
7: margarita. Oh, you guys are so done. Your Yelp rating is going to plummet after this.
5: You know what? We're done. I've had enough of all this. What kind of... Influencer only has 500 followers. You are such a. Your mom is also a. Your dad is pretty nice, so I'll keep hanging out with him. I knew I should have dated your sister instead, but I don't know. But don't tell her because that's kind of weird. Uh, anyways, I'm leaving.
7: Wait, who's going to take my pictures now? Ask Yelp. And,
6: um okay uh we're gonna head on to the next group
7: you are listening to kdrt 95.7 on the fm dial broadcasting from davis california where the grassroots grow now on to the next group
8: Earth Command receives an intelligence alert, warning of an impending alien attack. Space Force Delta Quadrant was scrambled and sent into orbit to meet the alien threat. We now join Captain Zane and the crew aboard the bridge of Delta's lead galactic vessel. Welcome to the adventures of the intrepid. The what are you doing? Sorry, sir. Just thought it would add to the atmosphere.
9: We don't have time for games, son. All hands on deck. Rector, give me a status update on incoming.
4: Captain, the alien ship is a million percent off our starboard ball. Should be within hailing distance now.
8: Do you get shields up? Yes, sir.
9: Calm, send out a hailing beacon on all frequencies.
8: On it, Captain. Incoming transmission. Broadcast it. Tom, did you
9: forget to put on the universal translator? Sorry, Captain. Adding now.
10: Surrender or die.
9: Much better. Uh, who are you, and what brings you to our neck of the woods?
10: I am Commander Zim, the invader of Zarkovia. We have been observing your backwater planet for centuries. We've gotten weary of watching you struggle against your tiny rivals for dominance. We, Zakovians, will end your senseless bickering. We will show you what true leadership looks like. Under our superior rule, your planet will become the centerpiece for our kingdom. From it, we will be able to rule the galaxy, surrender you puny barbarians, or suffer my wrath.
9: Yeah, not today, Zimzilla. You see, we are kind of fond of our home, so we won't be giving it up anytime soon. You should just turn around and scurry home while you still have your dignity intact.
10: What? You dare insult me? I will vaporize you and scatter your ashes across the galaxy for that affront.
9: Go ahead, Zimster. Give it your best shot.
10: Very well. I will melt you with my super-infrared heat cannon. Your children will become my slaves.
8: Yeah, and... Our dogs will become our chickens, and our cows will become your elephants. Our sheep will become, well... Tom, le- enough. Take the kids. They're nothing but trouble anyway.
10: You impudent
9: fools!
10: You will pay!
9: All I got is 20. <laughs> that all you got, Zimmy boy?
8: I thought you were an invader.
10: What? You dare mock me? I will annihilate you with my gamma torpedo!
8: But what about your alpha torpedo, or your beta torpedo? Are we not good enough for your best?
9: Calm, please. Go ahead, give your best shot, Zimba. You couldn't hit a wide side of a barn.
10: Yeah, a barn. What nonsense is this? Why would I want to hit an agricultural storage facility? You aborigines deserve to be incinerated!
8: Oh yeah? Well, you're a stupid head. Calm, please. Stupid is as stupid does.
10: Why you? <laughs>
9: <laughs> you see there's a that is good old worldwide ingenuity, built super tough. Built Ford tough, actually.
10: You earthlings are infuriating. And stop mispronouncing my name! It's just Zim!
9: Whatever you say, Zimba. All the light touches is yours. But you have to destroy us first.
10: Ah! Zim! It's just Zim! You earthlings are too stupid to exist! I would be doing the universe a favor by wiping out your existence!
9: Whatever, just Zim. Your blubbering is giving me a migraine. Just kill us and get it over with.
10: Zim! My name is just Zim!
9: That's what I said. Just Zim.
10: No, it's just Zim. Not just Zim.
9: Are we done yet, Zimpity-Duda?
10: I am done with you. Forget conquering your puny planet. I will eradicate your planet from the galaxy. There will be no trace of your so-called civilization left.
9: Yeah, yeah. Heard it all before, Zimferior. I'll destroy you, yada, yada, yada. Can can you just get it over
8: with? It's time for my afternoon nap.
10: Insolent fool! You don't know the power you are toying with.
8: Well, you don't know the power of the dark side. Come, Different show. So, I can't say I am your father. No. How about I'm a doctor, not an actor. Definitely not. Fascinating. And now, a word from our sponsors. That's the power of Pinesaw, baby. D, what are you doing? Sorry, Captain. Couldn't resist.
10: Enough. This has gone on far too long.
8: I'll say. My
9: crew can be a little over the top sometimes, but please go ahead with your world domination stuff.
10: There will be no domination. I grow weary of these games. You have brought your entire planet to obliteration. When I am done with you, there'll only be the sucking vacuum in space where your stupid backwater planet used to be.
9: Calm, what on earth
8: are you doing? Captain, I realized that no one vacuumed the bridge before we left. Rector got crumbs everywhere.
4: I did not. Did too.
10: Did not. Did
9: too.
8: Guys, cut it out. Not in front Sorry, of our alien
9: invader.
10: Enough! I don't know why I waste my time with you fools!
8: Yeah? Why do you? Tom! Okay, okay.
10: Enough! I see through your little ruse! I will not allow your tomfoolery to distract me from my mission!
9: Isn't that a little sexist? What? I mean, why Tom foolery? Why not Tammy foolery or Trisha foolery? What do you have against Tom?
10: I have, I have nothing against Tom.
9: Exactly my point. Why, then why would you call him out? I,
10: I am done with you. It's time for my ultimate weapon, the World Destroyer. Tremble before its awesome power, you insignificant morons.
9: Nah, we good. Give it your best shot.
10: I do not understand you, Earthlings. Why do you not cower in terror? Why do you not beg for mercy? All you know and love is about to be obliterated in all eternity, and you say, give it your best shot?
9: Yeah, well, talk is cheap, Zimbaloo. Either you got it or you don't, and you talk an awful lot for someone with an ultimate weapon.
10: Oh, you dare taunt me? Me, Commander Zimmer Zarkovia, leader of the 30-time decorated Zarkovian elite Death Force? I'll have you know that I've led almost a thousand flawless invasions.
9: Almost a thousand?
10: Well, yes, your planet will make it in even a thousand. And and I need it if I'm going to make Invasion Commander of the Year.
9: Aw, man, you don't need us. I bet you got it in the bag.
10: Kind of you to say, but nothing like a little insurance.
9: No, man, I mean it. I could feel your menace across the Parsecs. I mean, tremble before my power, you insignificant fools. That was powerful stuff. I think you're gonna win it this year for sure, even without invading us.
10: Well, what exactly are you saying?
9: Nothing, just trying to help you out, Zimbalupa.
10: Enough! I told you my name is Zim! Prepare yourselves to feel the wrath of the World Destroyer!
9: See what I mean? That tone is totally perfect.
10: Ah! Die, die, die! <laughs> What?
9: Maybe you won't win after all.
10: No, what have you done? Why won't this work?
8: Maybe it's updog.
10: What? What is up, dog? Nothing much, just saving the world. <laughs>
9: um. Will you please get back to your station? Yes, Captain.
10: What in the world does that mean? How did this happen? My perfect plan foiled.
9: It's simple, Zimoron. While you we had you distracted, I had Rector spacewalk over to your place and stuff your world destroyer full of bananas. Even an infant knows that potassium destroys the internals of any world destroyer. Even babies know that.
10: Impossible
9: Sorry's impossible. Come back another day.
10: Oh don't you worry. I will. And when I do, I will build a banana proof world destroyer. You will never foil me with your yellow, strangely curved fruit again!
8: And so, the crew of the Intrepid win the day again, saving the Earth and all its inhabitants. D, Yes, Captain? Cut out that nonsense and take us home. Yes, Captain. Setting a course for home.
10: All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening to uh, Guangbo. Are and are the
8: adventures to... of the intrepid
10: <laughs> you are listening to kdrt 95.7 on the fm dial broadcasting from davis california where the grass roots grow all right we're going to go ahead and pass it on to the next group connect
2: four Hi everyone this is connect four and today we're bringing you our program called axing for health
11: It was a dark and stormy night. Alicia is preparing to meet up with a Tinder date at his house, but little does she know, her night is about to go south. Excited, Alicia decides to call up her friend Sarah and share the news with her.
12: Hey Alicia, what's up? Hey Sarah, just wanted to let you know I'm going on that Tinder date tonight. Oh yeah, what's his name? His name is Ax, Ax Murderer? His bio says, I love hunting, playing music, and clowning around. Come over to my place for a romantic evening with a special ukulele performance, if you dare. He sounds pretty funny. Alicia,
4: something about this guy seems off. Like
12: he's some axe murderer or something. Plus, I thought you hated ukuleles. Well, I don't like ukulele, but I do like cute boys. Anyway, I'm sure I'll be fine. But if I call you later to bail me out, you better pick up. I'll text you, if anything. Girl, you know I got you. Let me know how it goes. Have fun.
11: Later that night, Alicia is going to wish she went to get gas after work instead of rushing home to get ready for her date.
12: Where the hell does this guy live? This is the middle of nowhere.
11: Alicia keeps driving down a narrow road surrounded by trees.
12: I wonder if I get signal out here. And there's no signal out here, oh god.
11: Her car starts to break down.
12: No, 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 you've got to be kidding me. Tonight can't get any worse.
11: Oh, her night was, in fact, about to get much worse.
12: Still no signal, with no idea where to go, in the middle of nowhere, with no streetlights. Some night this has turned out to be. Guess I just have to walk the rest of the way. Wait a minute, Fletcher Street? This is my date street, I'll make it after all. God, this place is so creepy. Of course his house is all the way at the end of the road. All these houses look abandoned, but this is the address he gave me, so it has to be it.
11: She approaches the house at the end of the street, dilapidated and depressing. Garden tools laid around in the front yard even though the overgrown grass clearly hasn't been tended to in quite some time. She walks through the yard, takes a step right onto a rake, which smacks her right in the face.
12: Oh my god, who leaves a a rake lying around like that?
11: Rude. When she reaches the front porch, she notices a sign posted on the door.
12: What does that sign say? Enter if you dare. What a weirdo. He's so funny.
11: As Alicia reaches out her hand to knock on the door, a sheeted figure jumps out from behind her. Boo! Ah! Alicia slaps the sheeted figure across the face. Ripping the white bedsheet from over his head, the mysterious figure is revealed to be our hero's date, the one and only Axe Martyr.
12: Oh my God, where did you come from?
11: sorry i was just trying to humor you thought it'd be funny to spook you did you like my ghost costume was it funny am i funny anyways come inside i promise i won't do anything like that again
12: you should get that door fixed
11: make yourself at home i'll go grab you a drink red or white wine
12: Uh, Red, thank you. I'll just grab a seat on the couch. Here you go. Thank you.
11: I hope the drive wasn't too bad.
12: Actually, it was horrible. My car ran out of gas on the way here, so I left it a whole street over, and I didn't have enough signal to call you, but luckily I made it.
11: Oh no, I'm so sorry. We can go get some gas for your car in a little. For now... Let's relax and enjoy our time together.
12: Yes, of course. Sorry if I seem a little nervous. Not only is it my first date in a while, but it's also one of the first times I left my house, you know, with quarantine and all that.
11: Hey, wait here. I have something for you.
12: Uh, what's happening?
11: I'm grabbing my ukulele. I learned a song just for you.
12: Oh, that's... So
11: sweet. That's all I learned so far. Sorry, I'm no John Mayer.
12: No, it's okay. I appreciate it anyway. No one has ever played a song for me. I thought that only happened in movies.
11: Alicia's phone vibrated. She looked down at the screen. A message from Sarah. How's the night going? Not impressed with the out-of-tune ukulele performance, Alicia shoots a text over to Sarah. This boy is a clown.
12: You know what's funny is I actually told my friend she better bail me out in case you ended up being crazy. Guess I won't need to do that.
11: Alicia tries to send Sarah another message, failing on date, car out of gas. Can you come pick me up? But to her dismay, this message doesn't go through. Her date could tell things were getting pretty awkward. Something is missing. I know how to lighten the mood. Let me grab something.
12: Hey, that drink must've gone right through me. <laughs> Can I use your bathroom?
11: Yeah, it's a uh, first door on the left at the top of the stairs.
12: All right, I'll be back down. Bathroom, bathroom. Where's the bathroom? What was that?
11: Alicia looks down at her feet.
12: That's weird. Looks sort of like like a red clown nose. Weird. Oh, here we go. First door on the right, I'm pretty sure.
11: What Axe had told Alicia was first door on the left. Alicia would soon find out her mistake when she opened the door.
13: Oh my God.
11: First, Alicia saw the rows of comically large shoes laid neatly out on the rainbow carpet. Looking up, she saw row after row of mannequin heads topped with red fuzzy afros, a row on top of the dresser of red squeaky noses, and hanging up on the wall, a row of colorful, silly looking clown costumes. It turned out that someone,
12: Oh my God, he's a clown. Oh crap, what do I do? I can't be stuck in a house with a clown. Okay, I'll just text Sarah. Yeah, okay, text her and she'll bail me out. What? My texts aren't going through. Okay, I'll just tell Axe I feel sick, that, that I have to go home, he can call Uber for me. Oh no, he's coming up the stairs.
11: Alicia whips around, standing at the top of the stairs, face full of white makeup, wearing a red wig, a red nose, and big clown shoes, was Axe, playing his ukulele. Oh my God. Oh my God. Going through my stuff, eh? You look surprised. Bet you didn't think I was a clown, did you?
12: No, actually. I kind of thought you were going to be an axe murderer.
11: He reaches out from behind him and grabs an axe. Oh, I am an axe murderer. Alicia tries to run past the axe-wielding clown, but he sticks out his leg and trips her. Alicia falls down the stairs and her arm breaks on impact. Feeling all right? Stomach still hurt? Or wait, I bet your arm hurts now, doesn't it?
12: What is wrong with you? I thought clowns were supposed to be funny.
11: No, clowns are only funny on TV. In real life, clowns just kill people.
12: I was warned about people like you on this stupid app.
11: You should have been a better listener. Alicia gets up and runs past the clown. But he catches her and zip ties her hands together. Where do you think you're going, huh? You weren't going anywhere.
12: Oh my god, I'm never going on a date again. You're crazy. I should have known this date was doomed once I saw the ukulele.
11: Hey, I thought you said you liked that.
12: Of course not. There's only one thing worse than a guy with a ukulele, a clown with a ukulele.
11: Okay, very funny. I'm getting bored. Wanna play a game? You know from my profile that I like to go hunting. Let's go hunting. I'll play Hunter and you play Hunted. I'll even give you a head start. Alicia runs out runs out through the door and into the yard. She takes a step and steps onto a rake. She takes another step and steps onto another rake. And another.
12: How many rakes are there?
11: Alicia makes it across the yard and runs into the street. She can see someone out there, but she's not sure who. Or what.
12: Help! Please, someone help me. Alicia? Sarah? Oh my god, Sarah. Alicia, why are you running... Oh, my
4: God. Why are your hands tied up? Run. He's right behind me.
8: I
11: see you.
4: What What in the world is going on? He's freaking crazy, Sarah. Just run. Okay. I left my car next to yours. I got worried when you wouldn't respond to my messages. I just kept thinking of the worst scenario, and I guess I was right.
12: Hurry. He's catching up. I'm trying.
11: I didn't even get to show you my balloon animals. They're to die for. The girls manage to get in the car and drive away. After enough time passes, they feel safe.
4: Oh, there's no taking that back now. I'm just glad that you're safe.
12: Hey, how'd you know how to come? Most of my messages weren't going through.
4: Really? I got a message from you saying this guy's a clown, and that was all needed to know. Do you you really think that you were in danger back there?
12: Oh, I don't know. Do clowns usually put people in zip ties if they aren't in danger?
4: I don't know. I don't date clowns. Here,
12: let me cut the zip ties to cut off. Look where you're driving, Sarah.
11: Sarah tries to get the zip ties off of Alicia as she's driving at the same time. They're not paying attention to the road until Alicia looks up and yells. Look out! They bump into the tiny two-door car right in front of them, and it stops.
4: Sorry, it's hard to cut off zip tights and drive at the same time.
12: Look, somebody's getting out.
11: The door on the driver's side opens, and out comes a clown. <laughs> and another clown. And another clown. And another clown.
12: Oh my god, reverse, hit reverse.
11: Sarah slams on the gas and the girls race off in the opposite direction.
12: Wow,
4: now that was close. Hey, signal's back. Let's see what's on the radio.
11: And we're back. This is 197.5 FM playing the best ukulele covers 24 7 all year round. Stay tuned for non stop ukulele tunes. <laughs>
0: This is KDRT 95.7 in Davis, California, where the grassroots grow. You're listening to Technical Radio, and uh, uh, gr- groups of students have just uh, done a number of uh, radio theater uh, performances. So um, <coughs> we have a little bit of time. Uh, maybe you all want to um, ask questions about other your all performances or comment on them or how was all that how was this exercise for all of you
8: it was a lot of fun listening to michael's voice <laughs> <laughs> as many times as we rehearsed it was really fun
10: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah did you, did you enjoy that <laughs> uh I will say, though, the one thing is that every time I do that voice for like 10 minutes, my voice is like shot after.
0: <laughs> it sounds like a very natural voice for you, though. You got to sacrifice for your
8: craft.
10: You're right. You're right. Sometimes you got to bite the bullet. <laughs> the uh,
8: the guy who used to play uh, Ren and Stimpy, uh, he just tweeted the other day and he was like, my voice is still not back to normal. <laughs> <laughs> And that shows been off the air for, like, 15 years.
10: (laughs) I can see myself going down that route sometime soon.
0: (laughs) Yeah, do you all see yourself getting a career now in radio?
10: I think being uh, on, like, air or radio would be really cool as a career, honestly. Like, Mm -hmm. I've always kind of wanted to do something with my voice, so... Mm -hmm like either voice acting or something like that, you know, especially because uh, right now in Davis, I'm a film major. So if my film stuff, you know, doesn't end up panning out, that's definitely like the career path that I would want to go into. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Yeah, there's yeah a, I'd love to. There's a
0: lot of room out there for people who have radio voices. You know, It's a good skill to have.
10: Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, yeah definitely. I think during actually this summer, I'm going to like – try and find a job doing something with my voice, whether it be like an internship on radio or like volunteering for radio or sending in like uh, voice reels for like voice acting gigs and stuff like that.
13: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you know, I had a student in this, in this class, um, I guess it was just last year, maybe it was two years ago, who really liked it. And he actually almost won. He was like, I think second to a voice a, a new character in Sesame Street.
10: Oh my goodness! Yeah, they
0: actually flew him out to New York for the audition. Uh, Dang! Yeah, he
10: didn't—he
0: didn't get it, but he came really close to. But I think he still is doing. Uh, he's gotten into radio voice stuff.
10: That's awesome! Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely the the kind of path that I want to go down. To like, if uh, if film doesn't end out uh, end up working. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, there's a big market for um, for reading books. You know, because a lot of people do oh, the audiobooks thing, and right, That's right. actually a large part of the industry. You know, because you don't want a, just a boring voice reading. You know, and so, <laughs> right? And a lot of people, that market has really taken off because, you know, people want to can hear books when they're riding in their car or whatever. You know.
10: Right, right. Like sort of like uh, like similar to the like the explosion of podcasts recently, right? Right. Like everyone uh, and their mothers like listening to podcasts now. <laughs> because uh long car rides and stuff like that and people have nice voices i think is a is a very large factor totally. in it as well
0: yeah mm-hmm. well i can all put this on your resume you know that you had you doing, <laughs> you know you had a radio show for a while you
10: know oh yeah definitely i will <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. also for those of you doing film uh, you can probably see that there's a lot of connections between what you just did for this exercise and writing a film, I mean, you you wrote a script, you know, and that's a large part of the work, you know, the the audio portion, the the narrative, uh, the, the you know music, sound effects, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, that's has a lot to do with you know fil- film scripting. you essentially wrote a film script.
8: The the hard part for me, and the difference I think is between a film script and a radio script is you can't show action, right. and when I write in like my scripts, I have to like describe the action. And then you see the person perform it. So it was really cool with um, with Lucky and Steven where they just narrate the action, and so I, I yeah. that was pretty cool. I like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, for writing a film that's really um, en- engrossing, if you can write a film that holds people attention that holds people's attention with no visuals, you have something really strong. And so then, when you add the visuals on top of that, you really have a much stronger. I mean, a lot of times people think, well, it's all about the visuals, and and sort of n- don't pay enough attention to the you know the character development or the or the sound or whatever. So, uh, it's a good exercise to do. Other people want to you know we have probably you know, a little under ten minutes here. Um, this is the last episode of this season of Technical Radio. Uh, does anyone want to add anything or ask questions of other? members
10: here or yeah, i'll just add something really quick yeah. uh i just want to thank everyone who's been listening to uh our uh i guess technical show right this uh i guess season is, is what you would call it yeah uh although you probably won't be hearing uh some of these voices anymore i hope you mm-hmm. keep on uh, continuing on in tu- tuning in <laughs> mm-hmm.
8: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i'll just yeah. piggyback on that um Thank you all, because it has been great quarter, a great quarter. I don't know how to speak. (laughs) Uh, It's been a great quarter. Um, It's been great learning about all of these things and being able to entertain you guys in Davis. So thank you all.
0: Anyone else having concluding remarks? Otherwise, I am going to go up to music and our class will pull out of here. And uh, there's a little bit more... To, to the show, so bear with me. And I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to bring up a little bit of uh, Luscious Jackson here on the CD player.
8: The least known of Jackson.
0: Yeah.
1: This hour of KDRT programming is underwritten by Berryessa Brewing Company, a craft brewery and tap room featuring a rotating selection of fresh brews, live music, and a relaxed atmosphere on the patio. Open Thursday through Sunday and located at 27260 Highway 128, Winters. Information at BerryessaBrewingCo.com.